Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. You already know who it is. It's the same guy as last time. Don't act new. Um, I hope you had a great week. My week was somewhat more stressful and responsibility-filled than usual, and that's because my parents finally went on vacation. I think this is their first, um, well, this is their first vacation out of the country, at least. They went to Cancun or some part of Mexico, some shit, where they uh, had all expenses paid for um, drinks and food, and you know, they were talking about going to the spa, getting massages. There was like a silent uh, disco thing that sounded pretty cool. Um, they, it sounded like they had a really good time, so I'm happy for them, but um, I had to deal with the kids as a result of it. And they are heathens, man. I mean, uh, I got to be fair. They weren't too bad. There are a few times that I had to raise my voice because they're – when they have their face in, in in their game, they're dumb or not not dumb. That's not the right word. Uh, unresponsive. They they are blind to the rest of the world. So I'd tell them to do something in a normal voice, you know, just asking, "Hey, can you do this?" Nothing. I, then I then I go go stop whatever I'm doing to make eye contact and just stare a hole in them. Hey, can you do this? Nothing. Then I gotta yell, and then of course they look up. Like, what? Like, I didn't say anything the first two times. And uh, in those moments, I understood why my mom yells so much. Not that I'm, well, I guess I kind of did justify it. Damn, that sucks. But I get it. I get it. They're a pain. I, I wouldn't say it's all electronics. I think it's more their age and their attention span than the games because I can look up from something and pay attention. I can, you know. You say you say something, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear it, unless I got headphones on with really loud music. But whatever, that's not the point I'm getting at. The point I'm getting at, I had to put up with the kids. It wasn't that bad though. Um, they did whatever they were supposed to. Mom left a really detailed list, so it was kind of hard for them to screw up. She went over it for me uh, five times. She she made her list. She checked it twice. <laughs> made sure all her fucking shit was on there. Um, none of it was even mine, but she made sure that I I like. The kids did their their stuff, which they did for the most part. Uh, some days I was kind of anxious. I'm not gonna lie; it does feel weird being the uh, the oldest person kind of in charge of the house with a bunch of kids around. It made me feel a little anxious about leaving early in the morning to go to the gym and just kind of assuming that they would leave to get to school on time with whoever they're getting a ride with or walking and not leave any doors open or any fucking you know the stove on, water running, shit like that because. That that's one thing that I will say about these kids. They cannot turn shit off for to save their lives, man. Much less to save energy. They they will leave lights on. They will leave fans on. They will leave everything going, and it's it's like they don't even notice. I swear, when I was that age and I left something on, the minute I walked out of the room, someone yelled, "You done with that light? You you, you are are you using that anymore? All right, turn off." And they made me walk back in there. These kids, I'm, I swear they'd never get reprimanded for that stuff. But it is what it is. Times are changing. My parents are old and tired by this point. Shit, they've they've got four kids. They've already done they've already done their damnedest on me. I'm sure I wore them out, and now they gotta power through with the rest. So I get it. Loosen it up on the reins a little bit. I'm sure it makes it a little bit easier. Before my parents left, they they asked what I wanted as a souvenir. My mom did, and she said, "You want a magnet?" I said, um, "You know, magnet's cool. What I really want, 
I want a pipe because, you know, I'll always keep that. I'll have that and I can look at it and maybe I can use it too. And it's something that will always be uh, cool. You know, I I thought back to um, William showed me his whole collection of bongs and pipes and everything. It's fucking awesome. He has a whole treasure trove of uh, like a a stoner's uh, wet dream in there. It's just really cool. But um, they, they, she actually brought me back a pipe, man. I didn't expect it, but um, it's a little Groot wooden pipe. It's, it's like, uh, it's uh, it's about the length. Of, yeah, it's exactly the length of my uh, pinky finger, and um, it's carved and everything. It's got a nice pattern going down the back of it, and I don't know if I'm gonna smoke out of it. I might if it comes down to it, or maybe just you know to do it once for the fuck of it. But it looks really fucking cool. I can't wait to put it up somewhere. Once I get my own place. Ugh, let me talk about that for a second. It's not looking too good, boys. The housing market is ass. There's a house down the street. Less than a thousand square feet. One bedroom. It sold for $240,000. That's insane. And it was above what they were asking. I don't... It's looking like I'm going to have to buy a house and flip it or something like that. And that's going to suck, but there are advantages to that. So it's not that bad in the long run. I just got to actually start looking at houses. I got to get past my anxiety of just entering this this new um, thing. I don't, I don't want to start looking at houses and then get discouraged. Like, oh, damn, this looks like shit. I can't find anything around here. Oh, man, this is too expensive. I, I don't want that to happen. But eventually I got to just suck it up and face it, so... We'll see when that happens. I'm not sure. It's not. It's not going to be today. Not going to be tomorrow either. <clears throat> this week, oh, my cousin just texted me. I wonder what's up with him. Uh, this week, Friday, we we had nothing to do with the shop. We had no jobs. We had finished all the rain soft and everything. So the owner, my boss's dad, came up. He brought his big ass RV out. This Winnebago Voyage. You can look that up if you want to. It is huge, man. And we spent the whole day washing and waxing that motherfucker. And I'm not even going to lie to you. I think it looks worse when we finished than when we started because <laughs> we did we did our best, but we're no we're we aren't working at the car wash. That's not us. We're working at J Mill. <laughs> we make we make ducks. Uh, we did our best and I'm not going to lie at first, like we started a little bit before lunch, we were washing it. I wasn't really too into it. You know, I was just doing it to pass the time, just like anything else, just kind of spraying it half-assing. Well, not half-assing, but not like, you know, really, Ooh, I want to clean this. But when I got back from lunch, the, the owner had bought us pizza. And after I ate that pizza, I felt very indebted. I felt, he had earned my respect or something. Just something in me had, had changed, and I really did. I wanted to do a good job. So I had the best of intentions, and so did Colin. He was out there washing it with me, but I I just don't think we were set up for success, man. Either we read the directions on that wax wrong or something, but it, it just looked like we had smeared shit all over this RV, and then we tried to you know get it off with the the buffer that the owner had gone out and bought. And uh, I, I I think there was more dust and dirt on it than when we started. And he wanted us to, the, the reason we were waxing it was to get rid of this white sheen, this oxidation stuff. And it was still on there when we got the wax off. So whatever. I mean, it gave us something to do during the day. 
I, I did come out of it with a sunburn, though, so that sucks. My whole evenly uh, tanning plan is out the window. We'll get back to that whenever my sunburn calms down. It's, it's not horrible. I'm, I, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. I've definitely had worse sunburns. The one that comes to mind is when I was in middle school. We, we went to um, Splash Kingdom or some water park for our eighth grade trip. And I swear that I put sunscreen on twice in that one day that we were there. I put it on once at the beginning of the day and then once halfway through the day. I made an effort, okay? But when I came home, man, I was so burnt. It was the worst sunburn I've ever had. These, I, I can look at my shoulders right now and see freckles that are from that sunburn. And also, I over the weekend, because uh, it was on a Friday, I'm pretty sure. Over the weekend, I, I had been playing games because I was a fucking nerd, right? So I'd be at my computer playing games, and my nose had the worst part of the sunburn. So I, I would reach up to scratch it or touch it or whatever, and I would just wipe skin off my nose. And it was all nasty and pussy and moist. Really nasty shit, man. And so bad that like I took the next I took that Monday off of school because I couldn't keep a shirt on my fucking back hurt. And then when I did get back to school, everybody called me Rudolph for like two or three weeks after that because of my fucking nose. But this is nowhere near that is what I'm trying to say. Um, And it was a pretty fun day, too. We uh, we we used a pressure washer to like spray hose that bitch off. Right. And it was six horsepower. And then halfway through the day, we were, we were using rags at first. And the, the owner asked if we wanted a buffer. And Nicole was like, sure, we'll take a buffer. So he went and bought one. And he came back and he said, yeah, they had a six and a ten, but I got the ten. And I thought he meant horsepower because I, I wasn't around the where he was. I just heard what he said. And then I walked over and I saw that it said ten inch. And that was the start of many, many dick jokes that uh, occurred that afternoon never got old (laughs) never got old i guess me and colin are the right amount of immature because we made so many 10 inch jokes like dang man you really know we really know how to handle that 10 inch man get get your hands off that 10 inch you better turn off quit playing with it you know something like that and uh at one point I, i made colin laugh really hard we were both like he had the buffer, he had the 10 inch in, in his hand, and I made him laugh really hard. And so we were both like bending over laughing. And without realizing it, he hit his dick with the buffer. And that shit was spinning pretty damn fast. So <laughs> he went from laughing, bending over, to on the ground crying. And we were both hunched over in tears laughing. When 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 we finally, you know, regained our composure, he said he was crying more from the laughter than the pain, but that shit did hurt. And um, I believe him, man. He was limping for a second. But it was fun. That that, that whole thing was it was a, a good time. I'm glad it was me and Colin doing it because the day before Johnny had got had gotten wind of this from somebody and he spent the whole afternoon bitching about it, man. He's like Man, fucking, I'm not going to say the boss's name. Boss is bringing his RV up here for us to wash it. We're in fucking body shop. He was complaining the whole afternoon, brought it up multiple times. I, I wasn't, you know, normally if you bitch about something at work, I'll hop on. I don't care. I, I You know, f- fuck the man, right? More more power against him. But um, this wasn't, this didn't even seem like a big deal. I was just kind of letting him talk like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. 
And then the next day, he just stayed his ass in the shop. But whatever. He would have been cranky anyways. Is what it is. Ah, oh, man. Oh, yeah, that, that wax looked like potted meat. We talked about that a lot, too. He got mad. Or Colin got mad when I pointed that out to him. It looked exactly like potted meat if you've ever had that, which is... um. It's like smashed up Vienna sausages. Ah, fuck. Where do I go next? Well, Thursday I walked in to work, and I was pretty hungry. We we were out of bananas. My parents were gone, right? So no one was going to the store. I went to the store Saturday for some milk, but milk is, is a much more uh, crucial item to me than bananas. So I, I, we were out of bananas. I, I had eaten a waffle with peanut butter, my normal breakfast. Didn't have my banana snack, though. So, but I got to uh, to work after working out, and I walked in, man, and let me tell you the best feeling ever is seeing uh, that bright pink box with that donut on it, man. Oh, my goodness. Seeing a box of donuts when I walk into work, it's, it's, it's like a golden ray it was shining down on it or some shit. A big-ass smile appeared on my face. And I looked over, and Lewis was in eyesight, and he saw me, and he saw what I looked at, and he said, that's, that's what you wanted, huh? <laughs> I was like, yep, man, that, this is a good way to start a morning. And uh, I went over there, and I think I ate like four or five donuts throughout the course of the day. But um, just as easily as a donut can make my day and bring that much joy to me, it could also ruin my day and bring a lot of sorrow, because I do remember a time last week where there we had also gotten a box of donuts and and you know this was um this was after lunch so, so the donuts had been sitting there i'd already eaten mine in the morning but the chocolate donuts are the best ones to eat for later like if you're if you're leaving the box there for the day the chocolate ones don't get soggy and shit because of the glaze so the 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 box of donuts was sitting on the edge of the cyber which is this big ass machine that cuts metal and, and um it was sitting on the cyber so um, I saw it, and I was kind of hungry, and I knew there was there was two or three chocolate donuts left in there, but I, I was I needed to use the restroom, so I went into the I walked past it and went to the restroom inside in the office so I could wash my hands afterwards and eat a donut, you know. Did went in there, did my thing, and then as I came out, the box of donuts should have been right there on my left as I walked out of the door on the edge of the cyber, and they it wasn't. So I walked closer and looked over the edge to see that the box of donuts had fallen over and the donuts had fallen into the cyber, which was full of metal dust and fucking Robert's goddamn cigarette butts because he thinks it's cool to just fucking flick them everywhere and a whole bunch of other nasty shit and were inedible. Oh my goodness, that was a horrible time for me. I was very upset. I had, I was banking on those donuts, man. Oh, I'm so, I'm just getting upset now thinking about it. This is how much I like food. And you see, this is the sorrow I was talking about. So the duality of donuts, this is what we're experiencing right now. I I was I was mad, man. I wasn't mad at anybody, but I yelled. I was like, who knocked over the donuts? Hey, I got everybody's attention. I I wanted to find out who the culprit was and what happened. And what we concluded was that the wind had blown him over because one of the shop doors was open. And I'm not I'm not going to lie. From that day forward, anytime the donuts have been set over there, I've moved them to the table. 
I, I, that is not happening to me again. I will not experience that same level of pain and hunger and hunger pain and hunger pangs. P-A-N-G-S. I, I, none of it. I don't want any of it. But it worked out this week. I was very happy. That, so we're uh, going to stick with that. Also this week, I've been going to the gym. Last week, I was getting kind of lazy. I'm not going to lie. I think I only went twice maybe last week. or not, not. I'm talking about the previous week right now. This is week in review. I'm reviewing my previous week. So I'm talking about last, last week, really. You know what I mean, though. I wasn't really going. I went to the gym maybe twice, and but I was I was getting outside a little bit, but I was being kind of lazy. But uh, this week, man, I really turned it on, bro. I've been working outside, and I've uh, today was my fourth day in the row going to the gym. So I'm fucking I'm getting that grind, man. I'm happy about it. Today I did chest. I moved up to uh, 60 pound dumbbells on each arm for a dumbbell press, and then. I've been doing hex press. I did 40s this time because that's all that was there. But I'm going to be honest, that six, those 60 pounds fucked me up. So 40 is probably about all I could do. And then I did cables and dips. I've gotten pretty fucking good at dips, man. I, I, I only got 25 out and then 15 out this time because they were at the end of my rep. But when I'm outside and I just do um, pull-ups and then dips, I can I do like 35 is the most dips I did. And then I can do um, three more sets of 30. But that's fucking, I'm so happy about that, man. I remember when I couldn't do any dips after um, chest day well, with Kevin, I'm pretty sure. That's progress, man. That That's the shit you got to um, keep up with. Uh, also, moving up in weights. I started out at like 40, I think, on chest. So the fact I'm up to 60, I'm pretty happy about that. I moved up in squats yesterday, which was, um, I didn't know if I'd get to, to be honest. It was one of those days where I walked in. And all the leg stations were full, so I, I thought to myself, okay, I'll do I'll do my uh, I'll do the leg machines first. So I do the the prone leg curl, and then I was doing the calves. The and as I got as I finished my third set, I turned around and looked at the leg station from the calves because you can kind of see them, but I'm also blind. So I looked, and it didn't look like anyone was in one of the the things the the one closest to me. It didn't look like anyone was in that station. So I thought about walking over there. But I didn't trust my eyesight, and also I had one set left, so I thought, fuck it. I'll do this set, and then I'll walk over and go see. So I finished the set, and um, as I start to walk over there, I notice this dude about 10 feet in front of me walking in the same direction. And uh, he asks somebody, as he's walking over there, he like points to the thing, like, hey, is anybody over here? And I'm guessing they said no, because he sets his shit down and starts doing his thing, so... Thought, fuck, that sucks. All the other ones are taken, whatever. I'll go and do abs. So I went and did did abs, which I normally do at home. But, uh, you know, I got to kill time somehow. I did abs, did my thing, got back over there. All of them were still taken. Well, two of them were taken. One of them, the bar was missing. They, they steal it and take it into the other corner to do shit. Fucking bastards, but whatever. Uh, so I, I've, I started doing chest. I did... um. 55 on the on the dumbbells this was the day before today today i got up to 60 i was really happy but i did 55 yesterday i got one set done and then i set the weights down and just kind of waited for a second and then it opened up so i quickly racked the weights i might have even put them in the wrong spot oh i I apologize to the gym gods i'm sorry i normally always put my shit in the right spot because it bothers me but i was in a hurry i didn't want to mess miss my chance 
So I hurried and racked him in the wrong spot. Not too far off, okay? Don't don't give me too much too much flack. I wasn't too far off from the right spot. But anyway, I, I rack him in the wrong spot. God damn it. And I turn around and start walking in the legs. And I see this dude walking up to the same one that I'm walking to. And at this point, I, I was kind of closer to him, closer than 10 feet. That wasn't the distance between me and him. So I keep walking up to it. And, and um, I'm like, hey, are you... you I point to it, and he's like, oh, I'm just getting a squat rack. And I was like, cool. I've been waiting for this all day. And he was like, ha, ha, I got you, man, whatever, or, you know, whatever. And then um, he gets the shit. The dude next to me finishes, so I, I ask him, hey, you, you done with this? He's like, yeah, yeah. So I get the squat racks from him. We just slide them both over one, and I get to do my thing. And I moved up on squats. I moved up. Um, I used to do a 45 on each side and a 10 on each side. And now at this time I did a 45 and a 25 on each side. So I moved up 15 per side and it kicked my ass. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even do deadlifts after because I was feeling queasy and feeling like I was going to pass out. But it was probably because I was there so damn long and did so much because I had to wait on the legs. But I'm glad I got to get to do it and I'm happy that I'm moving up. That's the that's my... uh long way of getting to that i'm happy i'm moving up it's it's uh been going well needed a drink of water trying to stay hydrated you know how it is you know how it is uh yeah my parents got home and they were pretty hungry i didn't i didn't eat today uh, i didn't eat dinner i ate lunch at like two because that's when i got back from the gym so the first uh first thing we did was uh i'll go get food that was pretty nice. Uh, she got Taco Bell, uh, ta- Taco Cabana and brought it back. I haven't had food from there in forever. I wanted two beef enchiladas and one chicken, but she said they wouldn't mix it up, so I got all beef. That's kind of whack on Taco Cabana's part, if I got, if I must say so myself. <sighs> Today, uh, This week, my dad heard about that Elon Musk shit, about him buying Twitter, which I, I don't I don't really care either way. I'm not... I'm not worried about the the sake of Twitter. You, they're going to find a way to ruin it and make it annoying and irritating one way or the other. But my dad was talking to me about it and he said, "I think I might get on Twitter. It's like Facebook, right?" <laughs> and and I kind of put my face on my palms. And I'm like, "Nah, dad. It's not really like Facebook, man. It's just a whole bunch of people who have their opinions and um opinions are like assholes, you know. Everybody has one, but you don't got to show it off. Nobody, nobody, not everybody wants to see your asshole. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. Just a bunch of people who are wrong who think they're right, who got to prove that they're right because they feel like that's going to change something. But I read to him my list of muted words on Twitter just to kind of give him an idea of um, what I have to do to make it usable for myself. I guess I'll, I'll read those words to you if I can find them. I remember it was a hassle for me to find them last time. It took a second. Um, security and account access, not security, uh, privacy and safety, mutant block, muted words. All right, here we go. My muted words so I can use Twitter. America, Bernie, Biden, black people, brutality, cops, coronavirus, COVID, gender, government, inequality, non-black, petition, POC, police, politics, racism, racist, Sanders, Trump, white guys, white people, white person, white, whites. Those are my muted words. And to be honest, if it wasn't so hard to find that list, it'd probably double in size. (laughs) But I just, 
tired of the, you know, t- social media is not where I go for politics. I don't go anywhere for politics, actually. That's kind of something that I make a point in, in my existence. I, I'm not worried about that shit, man. It's going to go whichever way it's going to go, regardless of what I say or think. So why should I get myself worried about that shit? Why would I get involved when I'm never going to influence it? So that's that's what most of my shit is related to. And then people being fucking saying dumb shit about white people. I don't know. I, I'm not overly sensitive. I think what, what sparked it was... This this one girl that I had followed for a little bit, I didn't actually know her, but I followed her. She retweeted this thing that said, you can't be racist towards white people. It was like this whole little video slideshow presentation explaining why it's impossible to be racist towards white people because we set up the system or some shit. And look, man. I'm going to say it right now. If you, if you think that you cannot be racist towards white people, you're a fucking dumbass. I'll draw that line line in the sand all day, every day, okay? I don't give a fuck how that makes you feel. You're a fucking dumbass. Look up the definition of racism, okay? I don't have to look it up. It's thinking that your race is better than one, uh, than another race, or, or someone else's race is better than another race. I could be racist you know, towards white people for, you know, Mexicans or Asians or black people. It could go either way. But it's it's like being prejudiced towards a, another race based on thinking that your one race is higher than another. That that includes all races, man. If if you if you said that white people don't face as much racism or backlash, I wouldn't argue with you there. But to say that it's impossible, that's bullshit. I've been called a cracker. <laughs> I've been called a white, you know, white boy, whatever. That's not, I, cracker is, is more racist. White boy isn't really racist. That's more like labeling. But what I'm getting at, you can be racist towards anyone, G. You got to, if if you, t- how does that, doesn't that kind of ruin our chance of giving empathy to? Like, like if you're, if, if in your mind, it's impossible for someone to be racist towards a white person, doesn't that, in your mind, also negate our chance of understanding what that feels like and being empathetic towards it and, uh, you know, solving the problem that, it, you know, we created <laughs> in in this argument that we're going with, right? Isn't that the same avenue that you have to go down? You have to be able to experience it. You have to be able to feel it, know what it's like. I don't know. I'm getting a little too introspective at this point, but... What I was trying to get at is that that's what uh, sparked me to mute all that white people shit. You can you can be racist towards white people, bro. You should try it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Only if you're friends with them, bro. I think it's I think it's completely fine to be racist with your friends or like towards your friends because it's all in good fun. It's all jokes, you know. At the end of the day, we're all gonna hug each other and dap each other up and when before we go home. But random people, that's not cool, bro. If a random person called me a cracker or a white boy or some shit like that, hey, white boy, you know, some shit like that, that'd probably piss me off. I'd feel some type of way if, uh, rather than if it was my friend or, like, at Buffalo, that was my nickname. I, I was, um, well, I started out as little white boy because my first day, Cash was trying to get by me. He said, excuse me, little white boy. So that that was my nickname. And then by the time I left there, I'd graduated to just, Hey, white boy. I was cool with that. That's that's where I was working, and I was um, I'm, I was one of the only white dudes in the kitchen. I'm pretty sure, so it made sense. But 
out of context, nah, fuck that. So, yeah. But um, another another thing about Twitter that's uh, bullshit, another example of people with their opinions and how it's so fucking finicky. I saw this dude the other day. He tweeted something about Eminem, which showed up because, uh, you know, Eminem's something I tweet about, and I like a lot of tweets. So Twitter said, here's this topic you might like, Eminem. It said, uh, the dude said, personally, I think Eminem is, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Personally, I think Eminem is one of my top 25 MCs, or no, one of, he is, he's, he's my number eight top, top MC, but he doesn't have a um, top 25 hip hop album of all time. Like he doesn't have a greatest album is what he's saying compared to everybody else. Uh, but that's just my personal opinion. He put that in caps at the end. That's just my personal opinion, all right? Eminem's a great spitter, number eight of my all-time MCs, but doesn't have a top 25 album. Personal opinion, all caps at the end. That was his tweet, all right? So I retweeted that and said, IMO, in my opinion, Recovery's top 25 all-time. That That's one of my favorite fucking albums. I'll admit, I may be a little biased because I, that that's one of the first rap albums that I really listened to. Uh, my mom played that shit in the car on the way to football games and stuff. That's one of the first rap albums I really got into and experienced and that put me on it. Like, whoa, this is this? I remember one time she heard me rapping to the song and I said a cuss word and she didn't play it for like two weeks, man. That was fucked up. <laughs> it, it, was, it was part of the song, man. What What, what are you tripping about? I'm going to cuss either way. Shit, I was cussing. I've been started cussing in third grade, I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty early, I think. I don't I don't know. I haven't asked. That's not a conversation topic that comes up too much anymore. <clears throat> but uh, the dude said that, and I retweeted and said, yeah, in my opinion, recovery is top 25 all time. And he retweeted that and said, only a stan would believe this. <laughs> what? What the... I thought we were sharing opinions, bro. Now I'm getting shat on. What the fuck? And then, like, ten people commented on his shit like, yeah, what a dumbass, bro. This album sucks. You know, all that. I responded to him. I said, you're acting like I said Revival or, like, Relapse is a top 25 album of all time. Maybe you just need to listen again, bro. Uh, Which, he didn't ever respond to that, of course. Because I think that was a pretty good... I thought about my response for a second. Because, you know, my first instinct is just, fuck you, or to send, like, a like when I was at Columbia and I was on the campus app, anytime someone said something stupid to me, I just sent them, like, a dumbass meme of this dude, like... It, it was um Wojak meme, I'm pretty sure. Just, like, a dude with, like, a hamster as a, as a brain or something, or some dude, like, with SpaghettiOs leaking out of his mouth, just to call him stupid, right? That's my first response. But then I thought, nah, let me let me think about it. And then, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good response. He didn't respond, of course, but did I have to, like, put, by the way, this is my personal opinion, also, at, at the end of the thing, in all caps, like, to not get needless criticism not not that i'm overreacting not that it ruined my day or hurt my feelings i just did not expect that that's what it was i thought we were you know if anything i didn't expect anybody to reply to that but i thought you know be like nah i don't really think that or yeah i like this song and that song but he was just like nah fuck you even though i said in my opinion you know he gave his opinion whatever fuck that dude that's why twitter fucking sucks but sure enough, my dad made one. I saw in my it said one of your contacts is on Twitter. Uh, I didn't follow him. I, I don't want him to follow me. 
I'm not proud of all the shit that I tweet, but I, I'll still tweet it. Not for my parents to see, though. <sighs> but, yeah, so that's that. I wrote fucking get my kid hand drums, maybe. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but I think that is a great idea. Uh, I was well, I was talking about having kids with someone earlier. I, I think I do want to have kids, and my biggest thing is I want to put them on something that they want to do that's a talent, something they can work on and improve and uh, get better at, and just they can have that to do with their life. Like they can make that their, their work, their passion, their career, and just be set. I, I really want to do that for a kid. For my kid. So I think um, giving a kid hand drums would be really cool at, at, when they're really young because they can get used to the different sounds and shit maybe. Uh, maybe not. Maybe they won't be inclined towards that and they'll just fucking hit on it. But maybe, you know, you get a kid and you, you really strike a chord or something and they hit, they get these bongos. And by the time they're five, you know, they're doing bongo solos and shit and playing the, the opening to Breaking Bad or... <laughs> whatever whatever is accessible i think that's a really cool uh really cool idea man i really would want to do that um so yeah and then i was watching these youtube videos yeah uh, today fucking crazy shit more more stuff about like the dark side of science and them abusing animals and stuff before there were really laws against it these two videos had to do with monkeys the first one was about monkey drug addicts they wanted to see, you know, what drugs were addictive and if it was more of um, a physical dependency or a psychological dependency or if, um, if, if, if a certain drug made everyone an addict or if it was like a certain trait that you had to have, right? So if all the monkeys got hooked on this drug, then it, obviously it's the drug, but if only about half and half, or maybe not as many monkeys get hooked on the drug, then it, then it's a trait, and it's definitely it's the person you know seeking that out more than it is a dependence or whatever, <clears throat> stuff like that, <laughs> stuff like that. Good way to wrap that up, stuff like that. So they did that study, and I, I mean I don't remember the. <clears throat> the the specific results of it, but a lot of monkeys died for one of the drugs, like all of them, just from seizures and shit, which sounds really fucking cruel, but apparently they did learn stuff about addiction and, you know, the human body or whatever. So that th- that's that video. Not too bad. It wasn't that horrible. The next one, pretty insane stuff, okay? Fucking head transplants. Taking one head, taking the head of something and putting it on another body. It, it, the, the video started talking about, you know, their head, tran- head transplanting dogs, taking the, dog of a, uh, the, the head of a small dog and putting it on a big dog's body, stuff like that. The dogs never lasted long. I think the longest one was like six days or 28 days or some shit. I, th- I, think, I think the 28 days one was when they cut off the front legs and the head of like a small dog and grafted it onto a big dog lasted 28 days. But still why, why the fuck just to be able to sure. But I don't know, man. I I, just, why just curiosity. It must be, I just, for a dog, bro, I can never see 
a dog important enough to save that, man. If that's what they're dumping all their research into at A&M, trying to save that collie, keep it alive another fucking year, man. You can keep it, bro. I'm glad I didn't go there. That shit sounds crazy. But eventually it moved on to um, monkeys because they're closer to humans. And this dude realized that if you connect the brain vessel, uh, blood vessels to, to the heart of the next thing a certain way, that it'll work better. All this scientific jargon that I'm not willing to get into. But the the thing is, they, they ended up cutting the head off of these uh, Reese monkeys, the really small ones. They cut the head off of one monkey and put it on the body of another. They did it, they took eight monkeys, so they did it four times. And... I don't I think the longest one of them lasted was 3 days something like that 36 hours no 36 hours is not 3 days <clears throat> 36 hours and they they were still responsive and they ate stuff afterwards and everything but obviously something went wrong they couldn't <clears throat> I think from b- blood loss or infection or some shit they all ended up dying um but because of this they actually did learn stuff about uh, organ transplants, and someone came up with a, a theory that should make human head transplants possible. I don't think anyone's tried it yet. I fucking hope not. That's, I mean, it should be only in a dire situation that that's tried. I think when <laughs> and there's a fucking, um, you know, a motorcycle accident, someone's on the side sidecar. And they get in a crash, and one dude's head is just completely blown off, and his body's fine. The other dude is crushed by a huge tree or a rock or some shit, and his head is the only thing left. I think that's the only situation where that that should be tested. It's like, well, there, there may be a way. And so now there's, <clears throat> let's say the second dude is fat, so now this dude just has a completely fat-ass fucking neck down to it like some tall, slender body. <laughs> Walking around like the um, the opposite of Kingpin from the Miles Morales Spider-Man movie. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, where am I going with this? Uh, head transplants, right? Doesn't that sound medieval? Like it would happen like nowhere. Like, like when the fuck would that have happened, dude? That must have been like in Germany way back in the cold days. No, I learned that the dude who did this, all these experiments... He died in 2010. 8-year-old me could have came up to him and asked to see pictures of this shit and he probably would I don't think he would have shown him but he could have. It's it's possible. That's the thing. Fucking 12 years ago this dude died. He was still walking the earth like he didn't do any of that shit for so fucking long. Apparently he did a lot of successful surgeries after that. Like he he did like 10,000 or 1,000 some big astronomical number of surgeries on people, and I'm guessing they were successful. I don't think you'd let a dude do 10,000 fucking botched surgeries. I I think after two, maybe, maybe one fuck up, you're like, all right, man, take the gloves off, get in the theater, you should watch for a second, take notes. But that that's insane, man. I just, I forget how close we are to some of that crazy shit. It, It just feels so disconnected nowadays because we're, everything feels advanced and it feels like we have the answer to every question or every question that we encounter in in any given day. But nah, dude, not so long ago, people were cutting the fucking heads off of chimps and sewing them onto the other ones just, just for the fucks fucking shits and giggles of it.
it's crazy. But that that's what you get when you watch YouTube. And uh, I'm thankful. Trust me, I'm not complaining. I um, watched a little anime this week. I, I started a new one called Skeleton Net Night. Of course, Skeleton Night. I don't know why I fucked that up so bad. Skeleton Night. Of course, it's another isekai, but they kind of just skipped straight into the story and skipped all the precursor bullshit, which I don't mind at all. Uh, it's kind of funny. I only watched one episode. I fell asleep during the second episode because I was tired, but it, it seems like they took kind of the story of Overlord where he's a, a skeleton and he has to pretend that he's not. He has to pretend to be good and all this shit. And he, and for the first, uh, there are only four episodes out, but I'm assuming he's going to get his act together to where he's not breaking character a lot soon, just kind of like Overlord. And then he has the Goblin Slayer eye thing where something happens and one of his eyes fucking shines, but... It's pretty cool. It's it's original enough. I was watching some more kaiji yesterday, which I've definitely been slowly, slowly watching, getting through this. But it's still good, man. I, I um, me and Grady were sitting down there watching it. There there was this episode where they had to cross this bridge way up in the sky, and I just love psychological anime. How they'll make, I mean, they stretched it out for four episodes. This one concept, but. They made all these different dudes just break down and cry and die and fall off and different things that you wouldn't think they could draw attention to and make interesting, but it was really fucking cool. And then he finally gets to the end and there's a big fuck you waiting for him. It, it, it's 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 satisfying because because I do want to see him win, but at the same time it's like, ah oh, shit, of course they did that to him. What's he going to do this time? So that was really cool. And then I'm catching a, uh, I'm caught up on Boruto too. Someone who I thought was kind of important, he, he was related to someone who was important at least. They they died and Boruto started to go ham for a second. He w- awoken that inner power in him that I thought was uh they had suppressed or whatever for a second, but then he went right back to being Boruto normal. So it is what it is. I I guess he someone's just got to get really fucked up in front of him for him to turn beast mode but it's still cool en- enough's going on right now i'm not upset or anything uh also thanks to mesley's constant pestering and uh <laughs> being very adamant about it i finally started watching the kanye doc on netflix i've gotten through the first two episodes and man it's pretty good but first um the I try not to text my mom too much on the trip, right? Because, you know, they're they're doing their thing, but one thing that she did text me of one thing she did text me, I'm sorry, was a picture of an anchor. Yeah, another late ad, I guess. Jeez. Um yeah, I had to use that interaction as a thing. Or I'm guessing that's what she intended. It was a big ass rusty motherfucker too. But anyway, the Yay Doc was really good, dude. Just Watching him talk and 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 seeing him like as an actual person and shit behind the camera or in front of the camera, I guess, uh, seeing him be down to earth and with his mom and all that, it, it gives me a whole new perspective on him. I mean, listening to like Last Call and stuff like that, hearing him talk and tell stories, you kind of get that. But this kind of completes that picture. He's um, it's just so mesmerizing and and satisfying to hear him talk because he's so confident. And, I mean, all of it ends up happening, but he just believes in himself so much. And and, and I, it kind of rubs off a little bit. And then you, you see him go back to his mom's place, 
and just watching them talk to each other, her asking him about his music and stuff, and then at telling him, you know, I, you should be confident in everything, but make sure you're not too cocky. But, it, but at the same time, telling him that he, he isn't, but just to make sure, you know, in a mom wisdom kind of way, watching all that, it's really obvious where he gets his confidence from. It's it's right there from his mom. I mean, she talked him up and really made him believe that he could do any, anything, and then he went on to, to do anything. Um, some some of the key things in there that I liked was um, one he sat down next to Most Def and Most Def was freestyling right it, it was all right he was doing it and then Kanye went after him and just completely fucking blew him out the water and everybody at that circle was like damn and you got to think this is really good for Kanye because his whole thing his whole struggle is he was known as a producer and that's all ever anybody wanted him to be they just wanted him to make beats and shut the fuck up and you know. That's it. But he wanted to be a rapper. And so he's out here freestyling, outdoing people. I need a drink of water. My fucking mouth is dying. He's out here outdoing people on freestyles. And then um, as soon as he gets uh, like a feature, like in an article in XXL as a producer, uh, he... He mentioned somebody, and then this other dude that he knew that um, he'd known since 13 that had helped him make beats and, like, learn how to do it. He had mentioned him in the interview, too, but they just didn't print it in the article. So that dude got some hurt, got booty hurt, started feeling some type of way, and re- helped release a diss track on Kanye. Just as soon as he started to get a little bit of shine. And he had seen him earlier that day. That was the thing. He had talked to him earlier that day, and then later he was driving around, and the radio played that fucking diss track. And they heard the radio, uh, the, the the announcer talking about it and everything. And so they pulled up on him. Kanye did. He pulled up on that uh, producer, the dude that he knew, and asked him, like, damn, dog, what, like, what's this about? And, and explained that he had talked about him. He had shouted him out, but the, the magazine just took it out. And then, of course, old dude's like, oh, Bro, I didn't know that, bro. You you know how it is, man. You know, you're doing so much, bro. You And then he started to compliment him and tell him that he was build, he was making a path and, and again, all this shine and stuff. And that's when I saw on Kanye's face. He, he wasn't even looking at him. He was looking down, and I really saw the disappointment. And I feel like that's when he realized, that's when it first hit him, that this is the shit that he's going to have to deal with if if this is the the lifestyle that he's going to choose if this is the path he wants to go down this success is going to bring about all of this um controversy and shit and and uh, beef with people that you know he's known since 13 the reason they met is cuz his mom was Kanye's mom was his fucking english teacher and and then just this easily the dude would flip on him and try to put a diss out so that really, that hurt me, bro. I saw it in his face, man. And even, I've never seen this before in a confrontation, but even Kanye's friends were like, bro, you need a hug right now, bro. Come here, man. It, it hurt, bro. I, yeah. Let's see, let's see. Um, he, he sounds a lot like Gambino in some of his interviews, which I saw a YouTube video about. Uh, uh It was um, by... I don't remember who it was by, but it was called um, Donald Glover, son of Kanye West, or Childish Gambino, son of Kanye West. Mesley sent it to me a while back, but it compared the two and their philosophies and everything and how Kanye kind of opened up the door for Gambino. 
and then some of these interviews it, it clicked again and, and it made me think about that so definitely see the connection there there was a clip i wanted to play from the from the first episode just just to kind of show the relationship between Kanye and his mom cuz that's that's my favorite part of the documentary so far i mean i like hearing kanye talk and everything but seeing their interactions is it, really wholesome and shit let me see if i can find it Alright. That's good. Did you think of a name for it yet? I should call it um I know I'm be straight. I don't know where I'm Alright, not this. It's after this. I'm talking about his uh album College Dropout. Well you said I'm good. I'm good, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I don't know. I just I just wanna say like I appreciate I would like to congratulate you on the good job that you did with me. <laughs> <laughs> I might take a little bit of credit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You give mom a little bit of credit. But most of the guys, you see, I raised myself. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, good yeah. yeah. Just, uh, the video is them walking through this yard. It's really nice scenery. I, I love watching watch them joke around like that, man. I did like the same kind of, you know, you do different laughs for different kind of things. I did the same kind of like, oh, like when he said that the first time. That was funny, man. I love shit like that. Uh, some other other cool stuff. One time uh, he was at the Dynasty Tour, I'm pretty sure. And Pharrell was about to just walk past him like he had dapped up someone in front of him. Excuse me. He had dapped up someone in front of him. And he was about to just walk past Kanye Kanye stuck his hand out and he's like, hey, man, and he introduced himself. And then later in the second episode, it shows um, him playing through the wire for Pharrell. And you can see when it, his mind fucking is blown and he just gets super hyped and into it. And it was really cool to see that uh, that progress, that jump, this that recognition for him. And um, through the wire in general is just a crazy thing because that that's, that's after the accident, accident that Kanye had getting that in that car crash he, he spit that verse through the wire dude like his jaw was shattered climbing up the lord's ladder <laughs> rick ross verse uh but yeah he did that regardless and he made all these bars about it and it's a great ass song man um they order pancakes i sip the scissor i look like tom cruise in vanilla sky <laughs> it's, it's a fucking good ass song man but that just shows that how much he wanted it, man. He even, uh, despite that, he he still spat those bars, even though his mouth was hurting. I'm sure, and no one was trying to give him any fucking time. Like he he had gotten a deal with Rockefeller at, at this point, but they weren't giving him studio time. They just wanted him as a producer, so he was having to like borrow other people's time, get in at the end, shit like that, do people's home studios. It showed the the Jamie Foxx recording shit with him. That was cool. And then his Grammy speech, man. His Grammy speech was insane, dude. He won for a college dropout. And he said, you know, people always ask me what I'd do if I didn't win the Grammy. I guess we'll never know. And then everybody starts cheering. It goes crazy. That gave me chills, man. It really did. 
I think you should, if you like Kanye at all, I think you should watch this doc and um, get into it. Just good shit, bro. And and all of this was from Kanye's foresight. He had the idea to hire Cootie to follow him around with a camera to record this, to document everything he did, because he knew he was going to blow up, bro. That's crazy. That's the only reason that this exists. So I think that's really fucking cool. And I really like Cootie as a fucking um, director. Like, he, he gets all the good shots. He has a nice commentary. It's uh, really subtle, but he gives his personal opinion, and he has his um, his life in there, too. And, and then he, like, transitions it back really nicely. Everything is very well connected. Um, and everybody's labeled. You know who everybody is, but it's not, like, in the middle of the screen or anything. It's really subtle. It's nice. So check that out. It's called Genius, I'm pretty sure. You can just look up Kanye documentary. I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, what time is it? What time is it? God damn, 52 minutes? All right. We got a little music to talk about. This week I listened to Audio Slave because I realized I'd never listened to the full album. First song, Cochise, starts with really heavy drums. Uh, most of the power coming from the guitar and then some strong, raspy vocals. And then that continues through to Show Me How to Live, which is probably their most popular song. Show me how to live. Uh, all of that in the drums, guitar, same shit. The lyrics make me think of Frankenstein's monster. You, whoa. you gave me life now. Show me how to live. That, that, that Those lyrics remind me of that book. I had to read it for English at some point. Pretty good. Pretty introspective, actually. I didn't realize that Frankenstein... Franken, I'm sorry, Frankenstein's monster. That's an important distinction. didn't realize Frankenstein's monsters thought so much. or uh, There was this whole part of the book where he um, hid in this village... Or, or I'm sorry, he hid by this cabin and just observed this family just out of curiosity. He didn't fucking kill him or anything. He just watched him. He wasn't just evil, man. He was... I think that was a he was more of a victim than anything else. He, he his master gave him life and didn't show him how to live cuz he was ugly or some shit. I don't remember that much. <laughs> um then there's like a stone which has more uh, trippy distorted chords, less rasp in the vocals. Uh, and and then it goes to um I'm skipping over some songs. These are just the ones that I think are important. I am the highway which is a lot more heartfelt and laid back. Um, Shadow of the Sun, which was not, uh, it's just about not understanding shit, a lot more laid back too. Nice rock out section at the end. Bring Em Back has a nice guitar solo. Um, like that one in Guitar Hero 3, one of the verses ones, it's really pixelated, if that makes sense. It's like they're picking on like the... I don't know, I don't know guitar terms, sorry. Uh, and then Getaway Car, I think, is actually the best song on this album that didn't blow up. It's another laid-back song, like I Am the Highway, but I, I was surprised that I hadn't heard it on the radio. It had that kind of sound, so I was glad I listened through that album. Pretty good shit. If I'm not wrong, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to just say this and be wrong and be disrespectful, disrespectful. Chris Cornell, yes, this is Chris Cornell and fucking Rage the Machine. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, 
I didn't want to be disrespectful and say his name because he's dead, and I don't want to say his name if it wasn't him. But yeah, that's fucking cool. He's such a great singer, dude. And I think it's crazy that this is the Rage Against the Machine band with just a different singer plugged in. That's insane, bro. There's a completely different sound for most of it, I feel like. Maybe that's just me, but definitely great shit either way. Produced by Rick Rubin, bro. Look, look, there's another thing that he's touched. Another another aspect of greatness that he's um, helped, him, helped to add to. Also... Listen to some Keith Whitley this week. He's a very sad uh, country singer. Not always, but a lot of the time. Uh, but very good songwriting, dude. Clever shit. I listened to Don't Close Your Eyes first because the uh, the titular song, Don't Close Your Eyes, is sad as fuck and makes me want to cry, dude. Holy fuck. It's... But it's so good. That's what I like about sad country, bro. It's It's... It gets you on that edge of, of that cusp of feeling something, and then, ugh, I don't know. It's, it's great, bro. The song, Don't Close Your Eyes, it's about a this dude. The, the perspective he's singing from is this guy who's in love with a girl who is still in love with her ex who, I, I don't know if they just broke up or he died or some shit, but the whole song is him singing to her, um, Don't Close Your Eyes and Think of Him when you're loving me tonight just um don't close your eyes uh saying you know if you forget about him you'll have more love than you've ever known with me and that shit is so sad bro i love that song it makes me fucking cry tear up every time bro i don't think i've cried but i get damn close it's a good ass song and it's a lot of passion <clears throat> and I love the lyrics, and it feels specific enough that he went through it, man, and that, that adds even more, um, not passion, but it, it adds more meaning to it, I feel like. And the next song is uh, called The Birmingham Turnaround, which is a, a nice, clever love song about a fed-up man, and he, he starts in the first verse, he's leaving with all these plans to go to um, you know, New Orleans or Paris or New York or some shit, and then as he's getting on the plane, it says he sees his girl crying, and then he says, well, I guess New Orleans will have to wait. Paris will have to, I'll see him another day because I got to come back. And then when they get, when he gets back, they laugh. And sometimes they still talk about it, how he did the Birmingham turnaround. Uh, you know, nice shit like that. Like he obviously put some thought into the lyrics. It's not just, well, I mow the grass and I sit down on my ass and pour my beer in a glass for Texas. You know, not that dumbass fucking country. God damn it. See, the next love song, another good example. It's called Would These Arms Be In Your Way? I think you get the gist of it. He, he's he's nonchalantly kind of um, in a roundabout way asking this girl, you know, can I love you? Would these arms be in your way? Would would my hands be something, something? I, I didn't write down the lyrics, and I didn't really want to play any of, the, of it because it's kind of sappy, but... It's really nice, man. I love it. I, I love it. I'm so glad I listened to it. I Never Go Around Mirrors is the next song. So, such a clever way to, you know, he he sets up the song saying what he doesn't like about men. Like he hates seeing men cry and he hates um, when it, when a guy looks pitiful and down in the dumps. And then after all that, he, he, ends, he, he, he starts the chorus. That's why I never go around mirrors, because <laughs> I'm always in tears or some shit like that. 
what it's it's really fucking cool and when when he got to that turnaround to where it hit the punchline right i was like god damn you know i didn't expect that shit really fucking good when you say nothing at all is a love song about just knowing your partner you say it best when you say nothing at all and and i just love the the range from the the first song on this album just so heartbroken and sad and sorrow and then this song which is just love and everything the opposite of that i love it man day in the life of a fool this is a a guy stuck in a past relationship he doesn't care because it's better than nothing it's another good song and then i listen to la to miami another one of his albums miami miami it's the first song is a really really nice love song his most popular one i think I've got the heart for you is more like a an eighties R and B thing, kind of hearing him do a different style. Uh, I get the picture is a good song about a woman leaving for another man. It's laid back, and um, the punchline there is uh, she left him for another dude, and then when he got home at the end of the day, the there was a picture of her and the dude. I think so. He gets the picture, and then the chorus starts. More clever shit. Um, hard living was was more rocky. Nice to hear his range again. Ten feet away is two people meeting in a bar. Uh, is this dude singing uh, karaoke and a girl watching it, saying it was love ten feet away? Uh, it was. It's just a nice love song. That stuff was was about saying fuck everything and have a good time. It was like five o'clock somewhere, pretty much. That stuff. That stuff. Fuck that stuff. <laughs> Talking about work. He didn't say fuck that stuff. Um, nobody in his right mind would... Uh, man, that's another heartbreak song. It says, nobody in his right mind would have left her. No wonder his heart stayed behind. God damn. That's, that shit hits deep, man. I don't know. And then Quitting Time is another song about hating work. That's something we can all relate to, right? But that's the music for this week, man. If you're going to give country a chance, man, Keith Whitley's a good place to start. I also listen to some Merle Haggard, Big City. That's a good one, too. I'm not I'm not going to talk about that too much, but um, I think I'm going to live forever. That's a good-ass Merle Haggard song. And then um, Spit Me Out, Big City. Some That's a whole good-ass album, dude. Listen to that, too. Merle Haggard, Big City. Uh I've talked way too long. Y'all take it easy. I hope you have a great week like my parents did. <laughs> they threw up. I knew they would. <laughs> it's free alcohol. All you can drink. Vomit is imminent, okay? There's no judgment there. <laughs> but I'm glad they, they had a good time. They came back. They seem rejuvenated their spirits. Dad is very red and very tan. and um, Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Y'all have a good week. Take it easy and uh, get in the gym, bro. Go, uh, go accomplish your goals. All right, later.